Hey, it's the Real Estate Steps Podcast. Welcome to your number one resource for real estate information. Hey, everybody, it's time for another episode of Real Estate Steps. And who am I with today? Roll call. Nick's here. Nick's here. Okay. Amir is here too. Amir is here. Excellent. Again. Again. So here we are. Um, and we're ready to tell you about some really great information. I'm going to do a market report, an update of what's going on in the market, some interesting information. And Amir, what are you going to be talking about? I will be talking why you should never actually hire the discounted brokers to sell your biggest asset of your life. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, those discounted topic. brokers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're hearing a lot about those guys now, yeah. huh? And I mean, yeah. TV ads, uh, radio ads. That's right. All those little groovy apps, you know, hey, just sell it on your app. Really? You know. (laughs) Nick. I am going to cover ADUs. And no, it's not a medical device. It's called accessory dwelling units. (laughs) Okay. So. Getting very popular. That's right. (laughs) That's funny. Um, All right. So anyway, hey, Amir, your topic is really potent. Let's go with you first. Let's do it. So, um. As you know, I mean, not every real estate agent is the same as same like uh, not every doctor is the same or attorney. So you may ha- have attorneys finishing the same school, same law school, and one is charging $150 an hour and another is charging $900 an hour. So again, so the same school, different results. If you need, hopefully not, but if you have to go to the court, you don't want to get a cheap attorney, $150 an hour, because there's higher chance you may not uh, win versus a guy who is charging $900, etc. The same with the real estate agents. Um, and then um, you, imagine you have a house of $500,000, half a million dollar house, you probably the biggest asset in your life, unless you're buying a, at some point a jet or something else, right? You have a biggest asset of your life, and then you're trying to sell with some discounted broker who is offering for, yeah, I'm not gonna name the companies here. You should never actually use somebody who is a discounted because they, um, have to deal and negotiate the biggest asset, the big, the most expensive asset, your asset, you're giving in the hands of who's, who is not experienced or who is uh, charging the discounts. So now I'm not talking about the um, percentage now. So I'm not talking about five, six, seven, or whatever percentages. I'm talking to somebody, uh, you, whatever you're ready to sell your house, you shouldn't do yourself, by the way. You know, this is for, for sale by owners, but uh, you should actually hire somebody who does a full service. Full service meaning uh, not only putting an MLS and putting a sign because you can hire a discounted broker for that. You want somebody to put a sign in front of you uh, in your house, put an MLS, and plus do all other marketing. So including 3D model, uh, targeted marketing, uh, networking with other brokers, networking with buyers, sellers, somebody who is influencer who can actually reach out to a bigger number of buyers. So the more exposure you get, the higher price you can get for your house. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're not going to get this with discounted brokers. With discounted brokers, typically they don't have budget for uh, to do that because all this costs money, right? So what they will do, they will probably put an MLS only and sign and hope somebody will come. So if this high, uh, high seller, hot seller market is, yes, you will get lucky and because uh, you just put a sign in front of the house, you will sell yourself. But uh, when the market changes, it's going to be harder to sell. So... Therefore, you really need to get an expert to do that surgery operation, right? The same when you go to the doctor. You don't want to get a fresh, brand new, uh, or an inexperienced uh, surgeon, right? So you have to, you wanted to get somebody who has you know thousands of surgeries uh, done already. 
right? Or the surgeon that graduated last in his class. <laughs> yeah. You know what's scary is because uh, even the surgeon, even the top surgeon, at some point he had his first surgery, right? That's right. <laughs> so, and the pilot too. So, um, any pilot has first flight. You don't want to be in that flight. Good thing we don't know when he's flying the first time. Right? Yeah, yeah, you never know that. <laughs> you know that. I think they I've don't been tell on a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's serious because um, uh, it's very expensive asset. The house um, is not a car. You can put a car, you know, in the Craigslist and sell it, but it's a house. So you don't want to make mistake. Any mistake can be very costly. Tens of thousands of dollars you can lose, right? You had a great story. Um, I think one of our agents uh, had that happen where they used a discount broker and they said, oh, yeah, 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 I, I sold it for this amount of money. And Yeah, that's funny. So it was a house in um, Eldorado Hills. Value would be 800000 um, And they listed with a discounted broker. Um, flat fee, uh, I believe uh, $2,500. Uh, Again, I'm not going to call the name. Uh, and they actually... Uh, our buyer, our agent represented the buyer, so they bought for seven hundred thousand. Wow. So keep in mind, so the house is worth eight hundred thousand um, based on the comps, based on the square footage. They bought for seven hundred thousand. Good news for uh, seller, they saved a bunch of commission, right? So they paid only twenty five hundred dollars in commission. Bad news, they lost hundred thousand dollars from the sale. <laughs> right? Good so, deal. <laughs> Very good deal, depending yeah. on what angle you look. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's that's what you get with this kind of brokers. I mean, uh, I'm not trying to push or promote anybody here, but I'm uh, you know, just telling the fact. So you don't want to use this kind of broker um, in case of selling real estate. Whatever you sell, I mean, stock. You know, you wanted to get a, a experienced broker to buy stock, not somebody who is cheap who is not experienced, etc. Because y it's your money. You can lose the money unless you're ready to gamble, right? And and we've yeah. seen it before where you, you've got these discounted brokers and then when the market changes, and, you know, the best example was 2008, 2009. Right. Uh, a lot of these guys, they literally just died. They went yeah. away. One example, I'll, I'll call their name because they're not around anymore, only few. Help Yourself. I mean, yeah. Help Yourself was everywhere guys. in back in 2005, yeah. uh, three, four, five, six. I think they're only on few locations now, yeah. if at all people don't realize is sure I can get into escrow. Okay. That's, that's easy. But as soon as that escrow begins and as they go in for the request for repairs and that sort of yeah. thing, that deal can go blow sideways anytime. And my last deal that I had five days before closing, people pulled out, just yep. blew up. Yep. Uh, you, good thing. You mentioned a uh, request for repairs. That's actually, we can negotiate and save some money for the seller. But even more important than a request for repairs would be disclosures, right? So yeah. if you miss once checkbox on TDS, transfer disclosure statement, or SPQ, seller's property uh, uh, questionnaire, so you can get a, in a high liability and then a potential lawsuit layer. Yeah, I mean, one example sued. is I had one, uh, one transaction we were presenting the buyer and the seller forget to mention uh, uh, drainage, Yeah. So the house, and they lived here for a long time, they knew uh, the drainage in, in heavy rain uh, it's water underneath the house, right? Mm -hmm. So we went after them, so they had to pay them. Uh, so it cost them about $10,000 to get drainage. And uh, uh, This was after the property sold? After the property wow. sold. So just, and it's a simple question on the TDS. I mean, yeah. is it any issue with uh, dr yeah. water drainage, any water intrusion, et cetera? They checked no, right? So instead of putting yes and explaining they had an issue with the drainage and heavy rain, et cetera. So that's why you really wanted to have an experienced agent on your side to avoid this kind of problems later. 
That's yeah, right. Because you have liability even after the closing if yeah. you if you didn't disclose something. It's just a matter of simple checkbox, nothing else. And that attention to detail is really key. And like you said, a discounted broker is going to be, they're just moving. They're trying to get properties through there as fast as they can. Exactly. So they don't look in the details, right? Right. Or One thing would be with uh, eventually any upgrades, any remodel additions without a permit, right? It's, it's just a simple checkbox and ex- uh, put explanation. But if you put no and you added a bathroom without permit five years ago, you may get in trouble and then it will cost lots of money to either rip it off or bring it to the current courts. You know, I had a guy, we were, we were going to, you mentioned yeah. that, uh, I was going to list his house, ended up, I didn't. He had a sunroof and it was leaking. I mean, it was visible. It was leaking around the thing. And I told him, well, I said, either fix that. I said, you've got to disclose it. He says, no, I'm not going to fix it. I'm just going to paint over it. <laughs> and he says, I'm not going to disclose it. I said, no, you have to. He goes, no, I don't want to. <laughs> said, okay, no problem. So we didn't list the house. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, number one rule is disclose, disclose, disclose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. be honest, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And, I, and it's, you're like, okay, man, don't tell me that stuff <laughs> because now I know. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. you got to be careful. Got to be careful out there. That's crazy. What's the attraction then to the person that wants to use one of these discount brokers? I mean, what's what is it? That- well, attra- the same like uh, people selling uh, for sale by owner, right? So they wanted to save money. It is, doesn't work that way. I mean, uh, um, I just submitted an offer a couple of weeks ago to one of the discounted brokers, right? So we submitted a lower price, you know, because uh, they're saving commission, right? So we knew we saving commission. My client knew they saving commission because it's a well-known company, and they uh, didn't accept. You know, there was four fifty, and they listed for four sixty-five. Yeah, and then the agent called me uh, just last week. They wanted to reduce the price to four fifty. Now, <laughs> they didn't accept my offer three weeks ago, and I explained. I tried to explain. I mean, I explained to the agent too. I mean, please explain to the seller. Seller saving commission using you as a discount broker. So uh, we're lo- looking to put 450. My client's ready to close right now, and they didn't uh, get back to us for three weeks. And now my client doesn't want wanted to go with 450 anymore. Should go 440. 440. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's the problem. So the, um, if you if you're selling for your uh, by owner, right? So for sale by owners, you will not save money. So if you're selling for 400,000, for example, the and if I'm the buyer, so I will offer you 380. Because you saving commission, I wanted a saving as a buyer, not you as a seller, right? Right. So and it's fake sense of saving. So yeah. you're really not saving. So you just are breaking even or even making less net, but you exposing yourself to higher high high liability, right? I mean, I'm talking about when you're selling yourself, right? So and a discount broker similar. You don't have liability because you have a broker who is taking liability, but you actually not saving money because you will attract age uh, buyers who are willing to put lower price. Right, not right because they know that you're saving money on your... Right. And, and you, I wanted to save, if I'm buyer, I wanted to save, not you as a seller, right? right. I wanted to save, I'm buying, right? These uh, for sale by owners, you mentioned it, they're, they're, I mean, they're opening themselves up to lawsuits if they don't know what they're doing. Like I said, simple checkbox on the, on, on the yeah. on disclosure can, um, or not checking the box, it could uh, raise a huge liability. Right. Well, wow. that and that too, but also if they're you know they're trying to save money, then in the request for repairs, then all of a sudden the deal starts getting squirrely, you yeah. know, and, and it just d- d- right. d- disintegrates really very very quickly 
but your your trust factor or your confidence factor as the buyer comes in and you're like, eh, I don't know. You know, this guy's trying to cut corners. If he's trying to cut corners on on having a professional agent handle his business, what does he cut corners on doing that repair? Did he just hire a handyman or did he hire a contractor? See, if, if that's that mentality, Correct. then I'm not going to be like, well, wait a minute. How's this pool? Did you resurface the pool? Well, yeah. When? Well, I did it myself. Yeah, with a bucket of paint. <laughs> with a bucket of paint. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but seriously, that's a that's a huge, huge factor. But I think as a as real estate agents, they're going to take advantage of that. See, the, uh, the buyer's agent's going to start leveraging that for the, against uh, the seller, and so then again, that could make the whole deal fall apart very quickly. So yeah, their buyers are actually going after listings there by discount brokers, so they know they can offer less less yeah. uh, less money because they're right. saving commissions. Right. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. right. That's right. Um, yeah. So anyway, as we were talking about the market, I have a market update, and it's it, the market's done something really interesting. I, <clears throat> as I was uh, looking over at this, the stats this morning, and I'm going to give uh, this area is again just for Sac County, okay? And I'm getting it off the MLS inventory is way back down again. The months of inventory. Are we talking about March now? We're talking about March. Okay. In January, it was 2.2 months of inventory. It's fallen to 1.3. Yeah, it's, it's I'm, we're seeing a lot of activity out there. A lot of activity, and there were a lot of sales in March. Yeah. Okay, and so a lot of the inventory has fallen down. The amount of inventory is literally duplicating last year. Wow. Where we were at last year in the same stats. And that's the thing that's kind of interesting is the, interesting. in today's stats, the months of inventory from March till now, it's 1.9 months of inventory. And, I, and so I'm talking about April, okay? And it was 1.7 last year. That's actually good for sellers. Yeah. 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 Seller's market. It's still a very strong yeah. seller's market. Yeah. The thing that I think is shifted on here was when they realized that the interest rates weren't yeah. going to go up. Yeah. I think people were kind of holding, and then now that they realize, you know, the, yeah. all, all of those things happened back in March. And we had Albert here uh, two weeks ago, and he talked about that, how they're in the low fours. Yeah. The and they're going to keep it probably low at least yeah. till the end of the year. Yeah. To the end of the year, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the next couple months, I mean, summer's coming, and people want to get in homes. It will just be more and more, uh, you know, towards seller's market. And then uh, the same like last couple of years. I mean, we're in a very strong seller's market since probably 2013, 14 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then uh, that will change. I mean, uh, five years of seller's market, so it will, cannot cannot be 15 years. I mean, that's uh, we're in a cycle of, what, seven years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven yeah. to nine, yeah. seven to ten it, years. It'll, it'll, yeah, it'll change again. Yeah. So uh, it, on April 10th, 2018, the County Board of Supervisors adopted amendments to the zoning code pertaining to the regulations of accessory dwelling units, ADUs, in the unincorporated Sacramento County. These amendments were enacted to align the county's regulations of ADUs with that of the state of California. Okay, so it is a statewide thing, but check your own county mm-hmm. where you live. Uh, what is an ADU? An ADU is allowed in all agricultural, agricultural, residential, and residential zones in the unincorporated county, provided that the property is developed with a single-family residence, 
okay and the ADU is developed in compliance with zoning code development standards so what it is it is a structure okay basically a second home that is allowed to be built on a residential property okay so you've got a uh, a single family unit right there you can build another unit um, full unit with a kitchen full unit with a kitchen and I'm going to I'm going to get into the specifics uh, of of what that is and what it entails because there are rules and regulations for okay. ADUs okay um can I build an ADU? All ADUs that meet the required zoning code development standards must obtain an accessory dwelling unit administrative permit. And what I'm going to do is um, we'll, we'll post, I think I sent you the link, Bob. Okay, good. Uh, we'll post the link for that. Uh, go and check it out. Uh, so it, here we go. So accessory dwelling unit. Uh, also known as a guest house, granny unit, second dwelling, studio apartment, pool house, residential accessory unit. Okay, it's an attached or detached dwelling unit. I'm only going to talk about detached because attached different rules for right. an attached dwelling right. unit. Okay, uh, to a primary dwelling which provides complete independent living facilities for one or more persons. It's supposed to have, if it's detached, uh, it should have its own kitchen its own bathroom okay for all um, uh, intents and purposes it's it's a complete separate unit it allows sleeping habitation full or partial kitchen is allowed okay full or partial bathroom is allowed it can have uh, more than one room uh, minimum size is 150 square feet there's a minimum okay what's there's the also, maximum there's also maximums i'm glad you asked <laughs> 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 Here are the rules. Here are the, stru the, the, the structure rules. This is, again, for detached. For lots less than 5,200 square feet, special development units for, for between 5,200, okay, special development permits required. So you got to get a special permit for that if your lot is smaller than 5,200 square feet. If your lot is between 5,200 and 20,000 square feet, the maximum size of the unit can be 600 square feet. If the lots are greater than 20,000 square feet, the maximum size of the unit can be 800 square feet. So that's it. You're limited to that. So it doesn't matter how big the main house is. It doesn't matter how big the main house is. Interesting. I hmm. thought it was actually percentage of the square footage no. of the main house. That's for the attached it is. For the detached it's not. Okay. For the attached it is. For the attached it cannot be bigger than 50% of whatever the main house is. Right. That's if it's attached. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a 2,000 square foot home. You could add another 1,000 square feet. Okay. Obviously, you have to be within the setbacks and everything. Right, right. And here are, are some of those. Maximum building height. Okay, it's got to be single story. It can't be higher than 20 feet high. Okay? You cannot do two story? Can't do two story. Okay. Uh, second thing, it's got to be minimum setback from primary dwelling. Okay, uh, detached detach unit, 10 feet. It's got to be at least 10 feet away. Mm -hmm. Okay. A uh, couple other things. It's got to be on, uh, it's got to be constructed on a permanent foundation. I think that goes without saying. Uh, the exterior finish, okay, uh, are visibly similar or complementary to those of the primary residence with respect to type, size, placement, and color. Hmm. So it's got to be similar. You can't have this weird thing, <laughs> you know, that just people walk by and go, what in the hell did this guy build? Okay. Right. Uh, so it's got to be similar. <laughs> Uh, the roof pitch of a detached may vary from the primary dwelling. However, flat roof structures are discouraged. Right. Okay? So there are rules and regulations. You've you got to be uh, compliant with some of these rules and regulations. Windows, patios, balconies must be faced away from neighboring properties. 
So you can't, you know, build it peering into your neighbor's property. Okay, they don't want that. Well, I know they're they full. They're full. <laughs> what's the uh, what, what's the distance from a neighbor? That, you know, that would be probably setback uh, by the county. Yeah, that's so probably a setback from yeah. the county as yeah. well. Is that like three feet, five feet? It, it no, it's minimum. It's, uh, county is minimum five. Five. But probably side side is ten, back is twenty or so, depending on where you're posting. But interesting fact, you said it has to be permanent. Yes. Foundation. Yes. Has to be on a so all these uh, tiny homes are not possible. I thought tiny home you can put tiny home as a, a as a, you know, um, additional dwelling units, but it's it's probably I don't know. Possible. I don't know if it's if it's and and the the other thing is um, what about uh, like a mobile home? You know, a small mobile home. If it's on a permanent foundation, right, uh, and it conforms, it's got to conform to what the dwelling looks like. Okay, so well, that's the whole point. That's is. the whole point exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's why they don't want, and I think that's why they have certain rules and regulations about that. The good news is that the county is loosening these, and, and the state. They're, why are they doing this? They're doing this because they realize that people have homes, and they're getting older, and they're going, okay, we want to downsize. This could be an option. The kids are gone. You know, you could build a second unit on the property, and then you can either rent out the second unit, or you could rent out the primary unit, okay, mm-hmm. make income on that. Uh, you and the spouse live in the secondary unit, the smaller unit, and you know it's still your property. You're still living there. Uh, you have all the benefits. Right. Um, so I think that's why they're doing that. I, I see that they they see a need for that sort of thing. That probably and unfortunately, eight thousand homes burned down in California. So <laughs> that's you know, right. That high need for the that's housing. That's right. That's right. That's right. But I think it's a, it's a great idea for a number of reasons. Okay. Um, if if you've got a lot, a larger lot. And you're going, man, I could put a structure on there and I could move my daughter in there or, you know, I could, I could rent it out or, you know, put grandma in there. Hey, mm-hmm. let's put grandma in there. She's living with you, but she's not. She's in her own separate home. And, you know, if, if grandma's alone, I mean, how big a home does she need? Is 800 square feet not big enough? So that's, you know, that's the thing. Uh, and she's close by. So if anything happens, she's still, you, you know, you could still care for her and, and, and uh, visit. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting concept. So we'll put the link up. Okay. Look into it. Uh, I think it's it's something that uh, caught my eye, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, and again, it looks like the whole state is going to be moving towards this. Uh, it'd be allowing to do this sort of thing. Interesting. Yeah. That, and the whole another set of rules is if the house is attached. That's a whole different set of rules okay. with the attached homes. Okay. Yeah. And you went through that, right? You built. You, you didn't you have problems with permits, getting permits? No, it just took a little bit longer. Longer, okay. And more money, right? So whenever you say longer, it means more money? That's right. (laughs) That's probably more money. I mean, uh, every time you add or 499, 500 square feet, you have to pay all these additional fees. Wow. So I assume that uh, the same rule applies here. So if you're adding uh, 500 square feet and more additional fees. Yeah, yeah. Right. Boy, they like to get their, their fees, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go back um, to the market update. And and your question, Nick, was how many homes sold? In February of this month, uh, th- of this year, 1,000 homes sold, 1,006. In March, 1,271. Wow. Of this year? Of this year. That, a 26% increase. What was it last year? Uh, last year, the number of homes that sold was uh, 1,376. So, so it's, it's actually down. Okay. It's actually down a little bit, but really, really close. Right. 
but hmm. it, it just jumped uh, 26% from February to March. And the number of homes appended went from 1,226 you know, when they appended in February. And the number of homes appended in March was 1,647. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's a 34% jump. Wow. Okay, so yeah, and then we really need to compare with that twelve month um, February to February. Yeah, because uh, tip, I when mean, I was doing research, February is, I believe, it not this the slowest month of number of closing. Probably I don't know, maybe less days, right? February has only twenty eight to twenty nine, and then right after New Year's. So December is not the slowest. The February is the slowest. As far as actual sales, sales closed, sales, correct. correct. Yeah. To, to go to your point there, uh, Amir, the number of homes from January to March of 2018, f- uh, 4,100 homes, over f- 4,142, but over 4,100 homes sold as opposed to 3,900, 3,989. Okay. So that's very close. Very, very close. Right. But it's that same, that's what I'm saying, there's a lot of similarities between last year. Okay, that sign of being a market being stable. So it's not exactly, the market and, is you know, stable. This is what's interesting is, and if you guys remember, the end of last year, how, how we had experts come out predicting that 2019 was going to be a slow year, and it's it's going to be the beginning of a slow year, and the market's right. trailing off. And I think we came back and said no. In January, I think we came back and said, no, it's not. It's going to be a good year. It's yeah. going to be a strong year. Yeah. and It's, and it's so, nice to be proven right. <laughs> Our up-to-the-date stats is, uh, again, a giant increase. Um, we had a, uh, the number of homes sold from uh, in March is, it was 1,100 of uh, 2019. Number of homes sold in just April so far, and we're not even done with April, is almost 1,400. Wow. 300, 300 more homes. And this, and again, is just Sac County. Yep. And that's an increase of 26%. Nice. Of going up as, as the number of homes is sold. And summer is coming. And, yep. s- and summer's coming. But here's the thing that's really and odd. Summer's coming. It sounds like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> the days on market uh, in February was 51 days on market, uh, average days, on, combined days on market. Okay. It dropped to 45. And it's right now, March was is the shortest days on market in january was 49 in february is 51 and then it dropped down to 45 and the uh let me see what the today's stats are it dropped down from 45 to 35 so our our days on market right now in february literally dropped by 10 days nice so if you're out there listening to this thinking maybe you should sell yeah you should sell you should sell yeah (laughs) don't miss the window yeah the days on market though really jumped uh, from January to March, it was only 34 days last year, and it went up to 48 days from January to March. But we're seeing that the trend in April, it's already it's dr- driving down from that point on. The average price per square foot went up as well nice. from last year. What is that? What is that average price? The average price per square foot, it jumped in February. Uh, it was t- 228. It jumped up to 234 between February and March. And then that same Good. time, March of last year, it was 227. So in February of last year, it was 225. February of, of this year is 228. February, uh, March, it's 227, it's 234. So the prices are, are inching back up again, uh, which is that appreciation that's taking place. So 
but it's not huge. It's just like uh, an, an increase of February to March, an increase of two and a half percent. And then on today's stats, from March to April, it's gone up again, two and a half percent, or two point two, two point two, two point three. Yeah, yeah, right. It's good. So anyway, that's where our market is right now. But the months of inventory—that was the other thing. It's, it's, yeah. It, 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 last time I saw two months was in January. Now it's, it's back down to a sub 1.5. Yeah, 1.5 is pretty tight. Yeah. So anyhow, that's that's where we're in the market. And so it's a good time to sell your home. Sell. And don't use one of those discount brokers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Steps Podcast. We'll be back next week with some fresh topics about real estate news that's pertinent and relevant to you. You can follow us at Facebook or Twitter at Real Estate Steps. Be sure to subscribe to us at your favorite podcast streaming site. Also, you can follow us at realestatesteps.net. Contact us, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week.